What's up and welcome back to another episode of Where Are All My Friends? This week we sit down with Jordan Kelsey Knight. She's a photographer that I really, really like. I love her style, I love her work ethic, uh, really everything she's doing. I think it's very cool and I didn't know her story, what led her to this point. And I was honestly very surprised at the amount of work that she's put in, the amount of different things that she's done and tried to get to where she's at now. This is a really interesting episode. I think any creative, really anyone will like this one. Another cool part of it is towards the tail end, we talk about outside of work, but just taking care of yourself, both mentally and physically, and how she's learned how to do that and really how important that was to her. I think that there's a lot of really valuable information for everyone in that. We also talk about how she really defined her style as an artist, as a photographer. I think that's also really important. Really hope you like this one. I certainly did. I'm going to keep this intro short. Enjoy. Where are all my friends? Jordan Knight. It's me. It's been a long time coming. I remember we were just talking about this before the episode started. Yep. I was talking to you before I started this, like, nervous. I was like, I don't know if I should do it. I don't know. And that wasn't that long ago. So I'm really happy that I did do it. And now I have the honor of having you come on. I'm stoked. I'm so excited as well. Yeah. So first off, thank you for doing this. Thank you for having me. I'm honored and stoked. Thank you. Uh, The way I like to start it off is for anybody who doesn't know what you do, uh, just like a brief explanation of what you're up to and what your craft is. Yeah. So I am a photographer living here in LA, literally two minutes down the road from this guy. Um, Yeah. So I do photo, a little bit of video. I don't consider myself a videographer, but um, doing music stuff and I've kind of had a bit of video experience through that. But yeah, I'm a photographer here in LA. Based here now, a year, almost a year in January. Yeah. Yeah, that's me. And then it was Atlanta before that, right? Yeah. So I lived in Atlanta, a little bit in Australia as well for a little bit of time. And um, yeah, I think I moved here in January and probably six months before that, I was like based in Atlanta. So I guess, yeah, and born in Atlanta. So nice. Yeah. All right. Well, cool. Yeah. That says, that says it briefly. That's me. Then what I like to do is I find it so interesting, like all of my friends... It doesn't really matter, right? Like I call this a music-focused podcast, Mm. but it's, to me, it's anybody in a creative lane Mm. that kind of has their own grind and their own path Mm. because I find that so intriguing how people get to where they're at. Yeah. Everybody has a different story, yet I think that there's some amount of like a grind and just like finding that thing and honing in on it. Mm. And I'm always so interested in where that starts and like the early days of that. Yeah. So take me back to the young version of you finding photography for the Mm. first time, kind of like where you are, what life looks like, like take me there. Okay. Well, I guess to kind of begin, I, like I said, I grew up in Atlanta, a little bit South of Atlanta. Um, I, I don't honestly remember a time when I didn't have a camera. I was always like the little kid that was taking photos. I had like a little Polaroid. I have, I literally have like, handfuls of just photo books with like random weird pictures of my friends when we were like five and six. Like so I just always way loved, back. Yeah. I've, okay. I've, I've never really thought about it like that. Like when I was a kid, it was just something that I, I don't know. It was just se- second nature. I wanted to capture every moment I could and every memory that was, I don't know. It just was a, a normal thing for me. Like my family always had me a little camera. 
Um, and so that that's, I guess, kind of where it started as a, a second nature thing. And then maybe within maybe sixth or seventh grade, I got like, yeah, I think it was about seventh grade. I got a, a little like point and shoot, a tiny little cannon. It was really nothing, but it was great. It was a good start for me when I was really young. And we were going around and just taking pictures of like flowers and, you know, you yeah. just did your typical, you thought you're artsy kind of like, like Tumblr. The, like the macro lens, like yes. where you can get like part yeah. of a flower yeah. and everything else and is like out of focus. And, yeah, yeah. It was so funny. So that was like my first real camera. And then I think I was probably in ninth grade and um, a friend of mine got me like a Canon T5i, I think is yeah. what it was. And, um, same thing. I just was kind of like using it as a hobby, just going out and like taking photos of like random flowers and stuff as well. And we lived on a, um, lake growing up. So I would just explore. And I don't ever remember a time when I was younger that our parents were like scared that we were out doing stuff. So it was like very natural for me to like leave after school and not come home until dark. So I found myself constantly going on nature trails and just being in nature, but always having my camera with me. Oh, cool. um, I was going to ask you too, like, where were you growing up? Like, mm. um, I was probably like 30 minutes south of Atlanta. Okay. So, so like your whole childhood was in like Georgia, greater yes. Atlanta area. Yeah. Okay. Um, and my, my grandmother raised me up until I was like four and she was always taking me to the beach when we were younger. Um, I was... My parents were around, but they were younger. My mom had me at like 17. Oh. So very young. So parents. they were out like working. Like yes, they had like to my like mom was cover... in high school for like two years oh, of me yeah, you being said, born. So I didn't even think about it. Like, yeah. It yeah. didn't click to me. You said that age and I was like, oh, young, you got to work. Like, no, yeah. young, like you got to finish school. Yes, yeah. So my mom, like I was, I think I was like one and a half and my dad and mom went to prom. Like I have a photo of my dad in a tux and me like as a one and a half year old, you know, like full of hair. I just... Yeah. So my parents were very young and we lived with my grandparents and um, my grandma was like my mom and she was amazing. And she took me everywhere. We we used to go to like all a ton of just different nature facilities, the beach and everything. So I fell in love with nature as like a young girl. And that's what I was around. Yeah. So it was fun. As you've grown up now, like mm. since you're closer in age, like are you tight with your parents, like friends because of it? Yeah. So my dad still got this very like manly dad uh, figure to me. He's great. Um, my mom is very young at heart and she's like a little more wild and likes to have a good time. And so we're, we're definitely closer in age and I have two sisters. Um, I'm the oldest, obviously my mom being so young when she had me. Um, but she had all three of us when we were, when she was like 24, by the age of 24, she had all three of us. So she's very young mom. Um, and we're all grown now. We're all out of, um, one of my youngest sisters still in uni, but other than that, we're all older. Did you like um, kind of become that kid too? Like, were you like the older sister taking care of your siblings? And- yeah. Yeah. It, it was interesting. We had a very interesting dynamic. Um, me and my sister, my middle sister, whom I love, we hated each other growing up. Like, I'm not kidding you. Fights every day. We had to like separate us. We like wrote notes to each other, like hate letters to each other. It's so, so bad. Such like some kid shit where uh, in the moment ridiculous. you're like, <laughs> yes, yeah, you're like, actually, I hate you. Like, she has a letter from me that she laughs at to this day that's like, 
it's like I hate you and it's like a drawing of her and me and like scribbled her out I was just ridiculous all these stupid things but now um we're best friends like same. literally same person best friends um and then my younger sister as well obviously we were a little bit different in age it was like six years for me and my young younger sister um and we're um, like super close as well it's it's crazy that the dynamic switched from us being like almost hating each other always and now we're like so close so yeah. it's nice but anyways that's pretty that, much my family like we we were really close growing up my parents aren't together anymore but my dad um has remarried and now he has three more daughters whoa. So there's six girls it's Damn. actually crazy we're like stepsisters <laughs> so yeah. then and so you grew up super close with your grandma then yeah, she takes yeah. you out and if you're nature. out in nature seeing all that yeah you have a camera yeah. it kind of just makes sense yeah so and I and it didn't click to me that that could be um, a means for a living. Like it didn't, it didn't. Yeah. Th- I didn't think it was a job thing. I just looked at it as a hobby, and I had so much fun doing it. Um, I didn't do a lot of editing back then. It, I was a very like 15 years old, maybe 14. But well, also too, like depending on the year. Mm. Like I remember torrenting Photoshop when yeah. I was like early teens. Yes, but. It wasn't a it, thing. It wasn't like to edit. It was almost like you could like photoshopping something out of a picture was like magic. Yes. The craziest thing. Like it wasn't yeah. the same as like How finding an now. editing style or like it didn't. Exactly. Why yeah. would you edit a photo? Exactly. Like it didn't really. It just needs to be how it is. That's like that was I think that's what helps me so much in finding a way to um, capture moments because it was what it was. There was no editing behind it. That's like you, this is your photo and maybe you can throw a black and white filter over if you want. Yeah, that's all it was. It's nothing. So that's, that's, I think why, like where it, I've found moments to be so important to me when I, what I was capturing. Yeah. Um, like the actual moment mattered yes. more than an edit. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and then like within, I think within a year of having the T5I, I was dating someone at the time who was, interested in music and he um he kind of started a band in a way like it wasn't a huge deal but I started doing a couple of photos for him and his band not thinking anything of it no, at all like, it just made sense it right? made it's like well you have a camera, a camera. exactly and, yeah. yeah and I love doing it so that's I think my intro to music okay photography without it being a real introduction if that makes sense yeah um Weren't you so. in like tattoo community a little bit too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so that the person that I was dating at the time um, got all of his work done at this one particular shop in the middle of nowhere, Georgia, like an hour south of where I was living. Um, and so I eventually, when I was like 16, I started working for the guy that owned that shop and he became like my family, his oh, wife okay. and his kids were like my family. And I was there from, I was working there at like 17. So I hadn't, I was clean body, no tattoos yet at 17. And then for that year that I was there working, I uh, kind of, I knew what I wanted to get done tattoo wise, but um, my family is very conservative. There's no tattoos in the whole family. Um, And so it was, it was a little difficult to get my first tattoo and, it was a, a bit of a, a mess with all the family stuff, but it, it came around. But, um, yeah, so I, I got super involved with tattoo community at that point, yeah. um, going to conventions and working for a couple of different artists. That's crazy because um, that, yeah. that could have been a career path, yeah. right? Like that's yeah. finding something like that, seeing that whole community mm. 
and being a part of it, yeah. you know, like a lot of people will do yeah. that. They'll find that first thing and then just double down. And it's creative as well. It's yeah. art. And, and, and in that community, I found it to be really similar to how the creative industry with us is it's, it's family. Yeah. Um, so everyone involved, you feel like home. Yep. Um, and that's why I was so involved with it pretty heavily for, you know, years, um, before I really truly delved, delved in super deep with photography. That was like what I knew. Um, so yeah, that was kind of my second, it was at the time, my first love for art. And um, then yeah. boyfriend at the time, yes. starting the band, yeah, yeah, taking photos just because somebody needed to take some photos. Yeah, yeah. And um, and then also uh he kind of had a clothing company. Um, it was very new at the time, and um, and so therefore I started taking photos for somewhat of a fashion line. Um, so I think music and fashion were my first real intros into photography, and that's where it be like what my love comes from. I, yeah. I, it's like interesting that I went into music photography when I didn't even know it. And then now I'm doing a bit more fashion. So it's just interesting where it all tied in from yeah, the beginning. Like how it kind um, of like comes back full yeah, circle in weird yeah. ways. So, and at the time, like I said, it wasn't a job for me. It was purely hobby. And because I had a camera and I loved doing it, everyone ended up asking me to do photos for them. And then it kind of did turn into work with like family sets and family photos. Oh, um, you did stuff so, like that. Yes. Yeah, so that kind of, that was more of a me- means for income for okay. me. Like I did like doing it, but I was like, okay, if I can take photos and then also like make a little bit of money doing it. Yeah. Like were you working, like was the tattoo shop your mm-hmm. income before yes. that? Okay. Yeah. So I've always worked kind of whether that be my first job as I was 15 years old was working at Wendy's. Yes. Yep, a little cash register girl at Wendy's. Yes. Um, so I did that for a few months. I hated it. It was not fun. You have to pay those dues. You do, yeah. I was 15 and I couldn't even drive. My like friends were taking me to work, uh, worked there. And then I ended up, That's I kind of like did a couple of little odd jobs here and there f- from then. But then when I was about 16, maybe going into 17 is when I did tattoo stuff. Okay. Um, which was for a few years. And then funnily enough, I went into hair styling. Oh, so, <laughs> so you actually did quite a lot mm, before you found your grind yeah. of like, this is going to be my profession. Yeah. Well, I, wa- I knew I wanted to do something creative. I knew I wanted to make my own schedule for for the rest of my life. I just knew I didn't. My, my dad is very structured and he's got a very good, he's amazing. He's a businessman. He, his job is, is, you know, eight to six every day. And it was very structured. Um, and I loved that about him, but I knew that wasn't what I wanted. Whereas my sisters kind of went with more structured things. Um, my younger sister is a school teacher. And then the other one is, she's still in university, so she hasn't fully decided, but she's doing retail work as well. So it's very structured. So I knew, I wanted something that I could kind of be creative and make my own schedule. Yeah, it just wasn't the wave. Like, it just didn't yeah. feel... Yeah. Yeah, so that that's when hair styling came into play. So, interestingly enough, I was doing a little bit of photo work during the tattoo time and era in my life. Um, and then graduated high school, and I had a few talks from people that were like, you can't make a living off of photography. Whoa. It's not possible it's not realistic um we like we would prefer you go to school like go to college haters going yeah hey. and, and i totally believe them i didn't know anyone who was yeah. making money doing photography literally no one where i was growing up was doing that except for like you know you have the um 
like the studios that do like prom stuff or like oh yeah like the terrible like the very commercial yes. like not fun side not of photography fun at all. yeah wait so i'm so. obsessed with these moments because mm. like how you're out in georgia yeah everybody's telling you it doesn't work yeah how do you find that line of like like what was that inspiration to be like yo i'm gonna do this so um so yeah like i I got told all these things um, through a couple of different people and ended up going to college um, for a year and a half at this like community college that I found near my house. And it was in hopes to become a hairstylist. So I did a year and a half of core classes because that's what you needed to have before you could actually start um, cosmetology school. Yeah. So um, I was working at a hair salon during the time and going to college Um I got a year and a half in, finished almost all of my core classes, literally got signed up for cosmetology school. And I don't know what it was. It was just like something in me was like, this isn't right. You're going to have to be here for another year. And I hated where I was going to school. There was no passion, no like creative outlet at all. It was very like structured hairstylist as well. Um, So anyways, I I ended up quitting um, that, moved up to Atlanta uh, with my mom. So she moved up to Atlanta as well. Um, and I started working at a restaurant and this was like kind of, I, in my head, I was like, this is a poor choice, but it's okay for now. It'll be my, you know, I can, I can make money through this and do what I want to do. Kind of, kind of making my own schedule. So I actually helped open up a restaurant with a a friend of mine. Okay. Um, So so yeah, it wasn't like whack. Like it was like a cool restaurant. You got to have a piece in it. Yes. Yeah. 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 It was, it was fully opening and, um, I stuck with it and I made so much like good relationships with my friends that were working there and ended up becoming manager of the place. So I was there for quite a few years um, in Atlanta downtown. But while I was there, I still like at this point in my life, I didn't really pick up my camera much. This was like, after that talk, it was to me, it was like, you're right. I don't probably need to be pursuing this. Um, so I, I remember I started doing like, at this point in my life, I started kind of doing modeling, which to me now I'm like the, the I don't even know who that person was but um it was it was a little bit of income and I had tattoo work so a lot of the stuff I was doing was like um for like magazine stuff like tattoo magazine stuff yeah and like you fit like that like alternative yes, vibe yeah. yeah and and to me at the time it was fine but I always look back and I'm like that just wasn't me I don't know like it was just me going through the motions of people telling me oh, you would be great to do modeling and this and that. And and I remember my, um, a friend of mine, uh, mentioned to me to come here to LA. So I, I'd never really been out of Georgia and, um, and Florida, you know, that little area. So, um, I went to LA for the first time on a modeling trip. What? So it was a crazy life. It was so different back then. I'm and blown away right now. Like, I can't believe the amount of things you've done. Yeah. Like, it's just weird stuff though. Like it's so random, like for me, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah, we, I came over and you know, the, um, photographer Van Styles. he, uh, did a lot of work for the hundreds. I'm trying to think he's kind of switched his name up now okay but um anyway so he we the trip was to do a set for the hundreds you did a shoot with the hundreds yeah yes don't look it up please (laughs) look it up it's just like 
it was just another time in my life. And the, um, it was like for shirts and a skateboard and all this stuff. This was so long ago. And, um, I thought it was the coolest thing ever. I was like coming from Georgia, didn't know any, anyone and it was modeling and he was amazing. Van's incredible photographer. Now I don't think he really does much with people. He's more of a landscape, um, photographer and he's incredible. Um, but yeah, he, I did a shoot with him and a couple other photographers during that time that I was here. And then I remember coming back home to Georgia and I was like, something hit me there. I was like, this is, that's the place I want to be. And at the time I thought it was for modeling, but I didn't, I didn't realize it was just, that's where I wanted to be planted um, creatively. And so that was like my first look of LA was that, that life. Just exactly that is so fascinating to Mm. me because you clearly had enough of an idea Mm. where you saw the nine to five structure. Mm -hmm. You knew that wasn't for you Mm. yet you went through and tried so many things and mm. there's clearly something about you where you're like, okay, I was going to beauty school. Yeah. That's not it. Yeah. Like there's a compass there, yes. right? Like where you're trying all these things. Yeah. So it's fascinating to me that it wasn't this super linear path. Like as mm. you're figuring it out, you're trying all sorts of stuff, yeah. but you just had enough of a compass to be like, okay, not this, yeah. this. And then like yeah. LA connects and you're like, yes. okay, I need to be in LA Yeah. in your head at the time of course. model. Yes. But then, like, just this progression is wild to me. I didn't realize yeah. that you've gone through this much to yeah. get to where you're at. Well, I just turned 27, like, three days ago. And yeah, happy birthday. Thank you. But I realized, like, I literally sat there when I was turning 27, and I was like, I actually have been. This is, like, 10 years ago. I was 17, and so much happened between 17 to even 25. Like, yeah. it feels like an entire novel, like, series yeah. of things. Um, but yeah, I went, I went to LA, I went to do the modeling, came back and I was like, this is, this, that's where I want to be. Yeah. Um, so I remember setting myself up to where I was planning on moving there. And then I met my, um, uh, my past relationship, Matt, we went to basically went to Australia pretty much for like four years, oh, <laughs> which was crazy. So it switched everything up straight away. Whoa. Um, I was very lucky, um, that relationship, I was able to really bring out my photos that was what started again, which is interesting because obviously you go to a new country, especially Australia, and I'm just blown away by everything. Like the landscape, beautiful. So I was so excited to get my camera back out and just like take photos of everything. So it sparked my passion again. I was like, this is it. This is, I knew, so taking it back, modeling for me, I would look at the photos and I'm not looking at myself. I was looking at the composition, the lighting, everything. I was like, I know that there's something here that I love. It's you, just not. What you it happened is. to be the subject, yes, yeah. but all of the rest of it was was the interesting yeah. part to me. Um, so, anyways, back going forward, um, yeah, going to Australia was like that was what sparked everything. Um, was taking photos of everything. I became really good friends with a wedding photographer, uh, wedding photography couple. Wow. Yeah. So, um, really, really great friends of mine, Jade and Nath. They were doing um, inc- like incredible amounts of weddings. So they needed a second shooter. So I started doing second shooting with them, um, cool. which probably sparked more of my interest in wedding photography. Yeah. Um, and that became a goal of mine. I, I set to myself, I was like, okay, great. I want to, I want to start doing music photography, like, or sorry, um, wedding photography. Yeah. So I was like, this is, 
this is like it. This is what the money maker is. It's, yeah. And I set like, my style pays. from that. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that was where. Which I want to come back to. Mm, I'm so yeah. glad you're saying this. Yeah. And I'm, I have a whole thing in my Listen head where okay. I've noticed something yeah. about your style. Yeah. So that's crazy. Yeah. So, so bullet point, the wedding photography was where I got my style. Wow. So um, going through all of that, I went years with probably two years living in, so I lived in Australia on a work and holiday visa, which let me be there for a full year um, without having to leave. Um, Was working at a cafe there, but also doing second shooting for wedding stuff. And that's what really sparked it. I started doing photography for the cafe. um, And this is like where it really began again. I was like, this is actually like, I can make a little bit of money off of this. Um, And then fast forward like a year or so. And after doing that year of all wedding stuff and family stuff and and food and whatever else, um, was when I was brought in as a hobby basically to do photos with Tonight Alive. So that was like my thing, my first music thing. Wow. Yeah. Like this is all so new to me. I, I lived in Georgia. I was like a small town girl. And then Atlanta became my big step. And I was there for a few years and I thought that was big. And I was doing Stepping back a little bit, I was doing stuff in music world, but it was, um, again, modeling stuff for music yeah. video stuff. Oh, wow. So that, was, that was like my little introduction to the music world, which is interesting. It's crazy how many times you've gotten close to something and you're like, mm. all right, almost. Yes. And then it's like, nope, it's right, always tweak, like, tweak. Yeah, there was always a little thing to me that just didn't feel right. It wasn't um, It wasn't me. It, it was fun for a second. And then I would, I would think, you know, this isn't long term. I've yeah didn't love it, you know? And so, and it was great because it did make, um, I did make a lot of connections through um, a bunch of different artists and just and people who were inspiring to me at the time, especially, you know? Yep. So it worked out. All of it was meant to be, um, which is awesome. So then obviously fast forward, I'm doing the wedding stuff and I'm like, this is, this is it. Like, this is my. So wedding stuff was after Tonight Alive? No. So that, so that was what I thought it was. Oh. That's what I thought was it. And then Tonight Alive came around. Uh, I was yes. still, I was dating Maddie before that, but I wasn't doing music photography at all. Right. And so I um, became really good friends with Jen, who's the singer in the band. Yep. Um, and to her. She's yes, so cool. I love her. This, this is one of my favorite people in the world. So she, um, she kind of brought me uh, into the touring world, but it was more of this is this is fun for me. They were flying me out, and that was my pay. I was like, yes, this is great. Like that's all I want. I just want to be around you guys. Yeah. Like I wanted to be there. So I was doing that for like a good year, um, which worked out well for all of us because then I became really connected. I understood what they wanted, their vision. Yeah. And then it became a job. And when you're friends, right? Like if you have such a natural connection with those Mm. people, it's so much easier to be comfortable enough to learn what they're looking for, to try things, to find those, like to capture the natural moments. Right. So I can only imagine, like, I feel like that's when you really came on my radar because it was like seeing what you were doing with Mm. them. I was like, damn, this is, this is real. This is good. It was a connection there. There was that like full on just a pure connection, especially with me and Jen being a girl and then having no girls on tour. I was this yeah. like the girl that came in and we, we had this amazing friendship that just was like, when you don't have any other girls on tour as well, and you're one of the only ones, it, it is fine, but sometimes it's really nice to have that other yeah. female figure in, in your life, you know? Yeah. And to like so. get along so mm. well, to be able to capture things with her. Yeah. And like, I feel like you just brought out a side of her that mm. wouldn't have existed if it wasn't really that nice. level, right? Yeah. I, I, I don't, she did the same for me, like t- 
tenfold. Like she just brought out a piece of me that was oh. so creative that I didn't know was there. You so know, that like gave you another wave of confidence, mm. like to shoot 100%. with her and to feel good about it yes. and to have her encourage you. You're yes. like, oh shit, maybe this is something that I Yeah. Do. Yeah. And I don't like, I, it took a long time for me to get confidence, like to actually be able to say I'm a photographer and I work for Tonight Live at the time, you know, that yeah. was really hard for me to say because unfortunately I did start out as a girlfriend like that, you know, Matt was my boyfriend and I for a long time struggled to be Jordan the photographer, not Jordan, you know, Maddie's girlfriend. It's really um, hard. So it, it was a tough transition for me to gain confidence. But I remember, I think it was Warped Tour 2016, um, working with them. And that was like one of my very first times it of it being a job. Like that was my title was photographer, not just the girlfriend or not just out, you know, to take a few photos here and there. I was there the whole tour. That was my job title. And that was what I... Like that was purely why I was there, you know? Yeah. And I remember getting on that tour and having like no confidence because there's just so many amazing photographers on that tour and I knew nobody really. Right. And um, in your head, if you're battling with like the like, I'm just the girlfriend yes, side yeah. of it, like that's really hard. Yeah. It made things um, really hard. That transition was so hard. So yeah. I remember at the very end of that tour, finally realizing I am a photographer. I'd spoken with quite a few different people, incredible people. And I was like getting compliments on things. It, this was actually pretty much like, this wasn't really my time to have this style that I have, which is interesting because I was still like really experimenting with a ton of different editing styles at this point. Yeah. I go back and see the photos and I'm like, this is crazy that I was like, this is what I was doing. You know, my style's changed so much since then. Um, but then I like kind of brought the wedding photography style into it. And that's when you know it became mine. But that was the first probably the first tour that I actually had a little bit of confidence on because I was actually speaking to other people in the industry. And wow. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So I became not just the girlfriend at that right. point. And that's like, we kind of made it a point at that time to just be like, this was my job. And Maddie didn't want people to think, oh, this is just your girlfriend. So we were good about like making it known. Yeah. Maddie was so cool. Like I have so much respect for the fact that he was that for you, mm. that he was so encouraging to mm. say you are not just a girlfriend. You are a real yeah. photographer. Like both him and it seems like Jen were yeah. like very much like, this mm. is you. Do yes. that, yeah? Yeah, definitely. Um, I feel like I was brought in as a family and um, from the get-go, it was, I was a girlfriend, but it was also like, you're my friend, you're my girlfriend, but you're also, this is this is what you love to do. Um, so it, it, they made it a huge point when I first got that real job title at Warp Tour to, to, let people know I am their photographer. I felt um, that too. Yeah. Because I remember like, I think that back in like 2013 or 14, mm -hmm. um, I had done a tour when I was with Set It Off, we yes. toured with Tonight Alive and they yes. were just such incredible people. Yes. Like so kind, so good, everything. Amazing, yeah. So I don't know your relationship, but it, I'm not surprised and I'm so happy to hear mm. that they were so encouraging and yeah. so like, this is you. Yeah. And I really did feel that. And again, like that's where I kind of started to feel like, whoa, like Jordan's doing the thing. Like it yeah. worked, right? Like they yeah. did empower you enough to yeah. be like, yo. Of course. Like I cannot even begin to describe how thankful I, I am for Tonight Live in general. Just like even the management, yeah. everything. Like Shouts they all believe Peter. In me. Yes, Peter. One day I'll get him to do so a pod. So good, Mike Pete, best people ever. And yeah, I, I felt, I constantly felt encouraged, but it was like, 
it was just solid. It was just this rock that they were like, you're learning your craft. We're kind of learning that with you because we like they had definitely had photographers and all this stuff, but they were a newer band to touring to the US. Like it was just it was all, you know, when you have when you're kind of new, you don't really you're not focused on the photo video at that point. It's like, this is music. This is us. Um, And so I was coming in with my craft, learning what I could learn. Um, It was a very good synergy. So, so good. And like literally the start of a career that I didn't even know was possible. Um, So that, that, like, mm. that's really where it clicks. Yes. That's when you were like, cool. Out of all the things I've tried, out Mm -hmm. of all of the different life adventures, Mm. like, this is it. Yeah. Here I am. Yeah. And I loved touring. Um, I, I caught like that travel bug when I went to Australia and, and then whenever I was, I, I just, so many experiences came with touring that was amazing. And I got to see so many places I would never have gone to if I was back in Georgia doing so what I was special. doing. Yeah. You know, yeah. so I've, I've so much love and, and so much gratefulness in my heart for tonight life because that's really those every one of them are my, were my family. Like that was the solid group that helped me form every bit of like style and confidence I have for what I do now, you know? And then, so you're out, you're touring, you're doing it. Mm -hmm. And then you moved to LA at some point, right? Yeah. So, um, fast forward. So that was about 2016 was when it really became a, my solid job. I quit everything else and that was it. Um, and then throughout those next two years, we ended Warped 2018 last year. And we kind of like moved on from that. It's a, it was a big kind of shift in everyone's life at that point. Um, everyone was kind of moving. Uh, the band itself, di- we just didn't like know what the next plan was. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, things didn't work out with me Um and them. And, and I'm still really great friends with Jen. I love her to death, but we kind of moved on. I moved back to Atlanta, um, moved out of Australia, came back home for like a few months and decided that dream I had before I met them of moving to LA was real. Oh, you know? whoa. I didn't even realize that. Yeah. Cause like life really shifted. It like did, that was such yeah. an important piece, yeah. but it was an unexpected one mm-hmm. that brought you there. So then you're yeah. back and you're like, all right, like let's pick up where yeah, yeah. I had not like I I was at a place where there was no responsibilities. I wasn't paying any kind of rent. Um, I my life had kind of like not necessarily crumbled, but definitely turned a whole new leaf of of what I was doing. I had no idea. So it was it was an opening for me to shift and transition to LA, which is where, like I said, that dream was beforehand. And and my life did change before that. I thought I was going to live in Australia. You know, I, that was yeah. my that was my thoughts and um my life plan. So yeah. things shifted uh, dramatically that month after Warped Tour 2018. And um basically moved to LA like Four months later, I came home and put packed everything in my car um, and drove to L.A. in January last year. So Man. it was crazy. I didn't have an, an, a full setup in my mind of what I was going to do. I, I actually spoke with – so uh, going back in time, Warp Tour Japan – yeah. Um, when with Stein Alive, uh, Jen and I did a, sh- a two day shoot for Dickies Girls. Yeah. Um, and I didn't know them, and I thought it was the coolest thing ever. I was so excited. Um, big like Dickies, who I mean, that's crazy. So Massive. I was so excited. Um, did that shoot, 
like put my heart and soul into that shoot. I was so excited to send it to them and they loved it. And then fast forward to Warp Tour 2018 and Dickies was on Warp Tour That's right. and Jen did all her signings through them. And I really um, made a relationship with them through that. Um, and then Paula, who um, does the, like, she's kind of oversees it all in the creative direction, everything. She, um, she got in touch with me and was like, hey, I, this kind of crazy, but would you like to do our fall lookbook in January? Um, this was probably in September when she asked me. And I was like, it's the craziest thing ever. I'm art, like I'm literally planning to move to to LA in January because it, it was, was happening a in LA. Sign. And I was like, this is this is it. Like this is what's gonna happen. Um, and I struggled through those four months before January. I struggled with some like pretty severe um health problems, a little a bit of depression. I started, I don't know, I just felt like my life was it's just it when transit transition happens that big, you, it follows through with a lot of under lying issues as well you know what I mean so I yeah so heavily get that mm. because like it's just wild right like you you set up a whole life you yeah. plan all these things yeah. I think that that's a very humbling thing about becoming like a young adult mm. is like life doesn't always shape out exactly how you think yeah and if you look at it the wrong way or if it's not the way you think you can really paint yourself as a failure it's like it yeah can, just that pressure like yeah it's so real so I can yeah. only imagine yeah and, and I, I I lost that like job with tonight alive yeah. in a sense um as we all moved on and uh that was my thing that was what I was planning on doing for you know until who knows you know right. whatever's next yeah but, it was a huge transition and um, I knew I was supposed to be in LA. That was, that was what my mindset was. It took, a, it, I still made it happen when I wanted it to happen, but it w it took a lot more out of me, like my health and, and getting in debt from health issues. And Whoa. it was just a mess of things, but, but through that. So a really great thing through that is I actually got a job with hoodie Allen. That's when that happened. Yeah. So right after Warp Tour, within that like four month period, um, I was asked. Beth actually, Beth and Ashley are both good friends of mine, photographers, yeah, and both of them were busy. Them. Yeah, shout yeah. To them. And both of them were super busy during the time, and they kind of like handed off this job to me, and they were like, "If you want to do it, you know." And this was my like my first tour not being together with someone in the yeah. band. Like you know, I was so with this Maddie. Was and another big. This was a huge thing. Like yeah. this is this is actually me being a photographer going on tour as only a photographer you know this is my job and I don't know the person I'm going to be with yep. so it was a huge deal I just I, I took it of course and I was like all right this is this is great so um went on tour with him um had the best time of my life like love that crew with all of my heart like they are family funniest people had like the funniest times I've ever had laughing all night. It was great. Um, but then, uh, funnily enough, that tour was when a lot of my health issues came about. And I realized that a lot of the stuff that I needed had to be in routine. So, um, it made it hard for me to tour. Yeah. So I kind of, I kind of put music photography or touring photography on the back burner a little bit because health became more important to me. Whoa. Um, and so, Let's see, January was when I moved here and I was thinking, well, this thing with Dickies is amazing. If I can keep that up, that's a routine thing. I can be home 
and I can do what I love, which was also fa- fashion was another thing, yeah. like I was saying. Yeah. So um, I did the fall shoot. I moved here. I moved everything here. Um, moved in with uh, Ryan, yep, um, who is an amazing videographer as well, who I became really great friends with on 2018 Warped. We became like best friends there. We were both going through big life transitions and he was there for me a lot. And then um, Chris, Chris blocked as is another one of my roommates. Yeah. And um, we, then we had a fourth roommate um, as well. Um, not really in the creative world, but we all, we knew we wanted to be in a house together and we all so moved was from different places. Yeah. yeah. So everything was starting to come together. I feel like I remember talking to you too. Like, yeah. I feel like we were like out in the valley yeah. somewhere and we're talking yes. and you're like kind of piecing it together. And yeah. I was like, cool, go. Yes, I know. It you was just it. a mess because it was like so many options for different things, but I didn't know what it was that I wanted. Um, but at this time I knew moving to LA, my goal was to work only under like creative means. Like yeah. I don't want to have a set nine to five job. I want to be there doing what I love and continuing on with that job title of being a photographer. Um, and so, yeah, moved everything over, did the fall lookbook with Dickies, which was incredible. I met Lizzie, who's their like creative director right underneath Paula and she's incredible and she's become one of my good friends. And so now as of that shoot, they were happy with everything and I've become their personal photographer which has been amazing. So that's Huge. been a consistent, we get to go, me and Lizzie get to sit down and we'll like create all these shoots and she's a mate, she's incredible, a creative director. And so we'll get together, get excited about something, find the people that we're interested in shooting and then go out and shoot like four times a month, which yeah. is so nice. So that's a consistent job. That's fashion for me. Amazing. Um, and so that was my, that was my first set of job, t- like my real job title when I first moved here. So I was like, this is it. This is what I want to be doing. Yeah. Um, this feeling is what I've always been like yearning for this, like uh, my own schedule, my, my own life, my business, you know, everything. Yeah. So, um, which is such an accomplishment. Mm. Like, I mean, like what we're talking about this, it took, almost 10 years <laughs> yeah. to get to that. Like it's insane. It seems like a linear path when you say it quickly, yeah. but that's a lot of yeah. life to get yes, you to yeah. that spot. Definitely. And the experiences are all like exactly what I needed. Yeah. Um, and, and it's interesting because I told you like photography for me was when I was younger, that's a second nature thing. It was what I had all the time. So it, it has always been there. It's just, there's these times in my life where it was ups and downs and different things to get me the connections, the experiences, yep. the moments yep. to where I can relate to so many different kinds of people with my photos because I've been in that place and I've been in, you know, in Atlanta, that's like my my hip hop world. That's like what yeah. I grew up on and that's doing music videos and stuff like that. Working with people in those industries helped me in that. And then wedding photography and in Australia, you know, that helped me, which I still do sometimes. I still have a handful of weddings I like to do a year just because I do enjoy it. But at a small pace, yeah. you know what I mean? So, Well, it's cool to even hear now. It's like, it's mm. not just one linear thing. It's like, yeah. you are a now professional photographer. This is what you're doing, mm. but you still break it up and do a lot of different yeah. things. And yeah. so now you have Dickies. Yes. You still do a bit of touring and all that, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're still like, I know you were out with Hoodie not too long yeah, ago. And yeah, And doing stuff with Chase Atlantic as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. So. What else? I don't know if I know it all right now. So like what um, does like, what is your day in the life or not day in the life, yeah. but like kind of things that you've been working on yeah. now? Um, 
So yeah, I did, uh, since I've moved to LA, I did go on tour with Hoodie one other time. We went to Europe, yep. um, which was really fun as well. And then after that tour, I was, I kind of was meant to do the last tour with Hoodie, but because of the health problems that happened a year ago, I've been struggling, battling, but definitely been really consistent when I'm actually in routine. Yeah. So I, I had to tell him and I, and I got Beth in there and I'm so happy she was able to do it. Cool. They worked out so well. And so it, I, I have that relationship with them, but yep. they both understood, you know, mm. Hoodie especially understood what was going on and he was there through a lot of the health issues, you know? So anyway, so that was like a little bit of my music touring life. Yeah. Um, and then just throughout the last year I've done a bit of music stuff, more so promo. I love getting in the studio with people Thanks. and just capturing those moments. Cause I like being a fly on the wall. I don't love studio stuff. I'll still do it. Uh, sorry. Um, like professional studio camera places. Like that's, I love doing that, but that's like spotlight on me. Whereas yeah, yeah, I yeah. like to be that fly on the wall. So I've done a few shows and a few things with the music world. Um, but my, main thing has been fashion and then but yeah like with with chase the thing is i don't i'm not there like touring photographer right. it's ryan's their guy right um but because i'm there and you know i'm dating mitchell and we kind of all have this creative vibe going on i was able to start doing like some stuff when ryan wasn't available yeah so um, like it's almost like music has become more mm. on your schedule of like yes. you can take the things that inspire you or the yes. things that you find yeah. fun mm. But really, your grind is in fashion, and you yes, don't have yeah. to exhaust yourself on the road, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Which I still love touring, and I will still do it. Like with Chase and stuff, I'll go out, and um, it's really just fun. I'm there yeah. for fun, and yeah. I love it, and I get to have a good time, and there's no pressure on it. That's awesome. And I have Ryan there, and I love Ryan, and we get to kind of be creative together. Like the last show when we were in um, New York, yeah, on not their previous tour, but the tour before that, and in, in the U.S. Um, was their biggest show in the U.S. was sold yeah. out New York. And that was great because Ryan was like, hey, you want to like help out with some video yeah, stuff? Yeah, I guess I shouldn't paint it like that, right? Because Ryan is their he dude. Is, yeah, absolutely. But, but like, again, I, like, I do just some like, of their yeah, like, other things, like promo stuff, magazine stuff. We've done a lot over the last year. Um, yeah. And that, and like it, like I said, it's a lot of it because Ryan can't be there. And that's, yeah. I'm, and I'm happy to but step in. You that's know actually, I mean? that's a cool part to talk about hmm. is like, I think that when you find your core group of friends, yeah. you know what I hate is like the competitive, mm. there's not enough room for everyone. Yeah. This is my band. This is right. my artist. And like you've said it a couple times in the story. Yeah. When you have the right people around, everyone's kind of looking out for each other. Yeah, and it's like, definitely. if you don't have, if you can't do a gig, yeah. you have a friend and then yeah. a friend recommends you. And it's like, mm -hmm. That community. community is magic, right? Yeah, so definitely. it's cool that you have a that now and yeah. you've really built that. Yeah. And we love like when we're in that family, I've never felt that like competitive nature with right. especially like with Ryan and Chris, who I live with, and we're throwing work around to each other like literally all the time. Um, you I'm, know what I mean? Yeah, like I really I'm happy to talk about that because mm. I, I hate I hate that other mentality. Yes. Like there's not enough room for yeah. everybody. And like it brings this unnecessary, like ugly feeling in yeah. your stomach and you're never fully comfortable or genuine. And you can't be creative that way anyways when you're thinking so hard about yeah. other people being better than you. It's, right. And don't get me wrong, I, I, as a business owner and a creative, it, of course, naturally, you're going to feel some like maybe tension or something, but you never there's never reason to act on it. And it's always, you, it's on you that, that feelings there, you know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. you, it's something, you know, you need to work on. And that's yep. 
what I have been able to work on with such a good community around me. You know yeah, what I mean? That's so sick. And so, yeah. And then can I, can I talk about Nicole Richie? Like you do stuff yeah, with her too, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. So that's another thing that came from the fashion side of things, right? Yeah. Yes. Um, so Josh Madden, he does a lot of the styling for Chase Atlantic and is also obviously brothers with, um, Benji and Joel Madden. Um, and through doing like a bunch of work with X large, which is, uh, kind of Josh oversees that Brand, brand, which is an yeah. amazing brand. Yeah. Um, he, I remember one day I was just sitting around and I had worked all weekend and I think it was like a Monday night or something. And he um, basically texted me at like 10 at night and was just like, hey, you got anything going on tomorrow? And I was like, actually, no, tomorrow is pretty much my only day off. And he was like, uh, what would you think about doing BTS for House of Harlow, Nicole Richie's brand? And I was like, to, didn't even take two seconds yeah, to write like, back. I was I'll, like, yep, I'll yep. cancel this day off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it seems it's worth fine. it. I'll do it. Um, so he was like, great, awesome. And then kind of gave me guidelines of what she wanted from the shoot. And so it was it was a House of Harlow um, photo shoot for a, a, a lookbook, a collection. Um, I wasn't that main photographer. That was my, my thing is go in there and capture all this BTS oh, moments. Cool. And so I was like, amazing. There's not much pressure on me. I'm feeling good about that. And so I, w I went in there very nervous because I knew I just don't you don't know, like someone who has that high profile, it's hard to like walk in and not know anyone. I you wonder know? if it ever goes away. But for me, yeah. no matter how much I've progressed in my professional career, mm. there are the times where an opportunity comes up. You have to say yes. Yeah. Deep down, you know, you're good yeah. enough to do it. <laughs> but you show up yeah. and you're just like, oh, shit. Yeah. You're like, I hope they don't find out that I'm a phony I'm, and you're like, I'm, I'm not phony. a phony, a but phony. like, it's just your, your mental. <laughs> and yeah. I don't know if that ever goes away, but I can only imagine like, um, like how, how big do you have to like be like working for someone to feel okay with that, it? I yeah, don't know. I, don't I have know. no idea. I probably will never go away, but it always feels like I'm a phony. I'm like, <laughs> I guess I'm going in here and I'm not as good as the photographer who's doing the lookbooks I mean the actual fashion lookbook stuff and then here I am like taking BTS and I'm just this like it's such little a girl stupid <laughs> mental thing yeah you just feel so belittled when you go in but I'm not kidding I walked in that room and she straight up walked up to me and was like hi I'm Nicole like this is what I want from you like introduce me and she's like do you want some food like here's some water so really like so broke welcoming. that wall of like oh shit real quick yeah cool. like has the kindest heart, just wanted to make sure I was welcome and I was taken care of. So from that moment on, I just kind of was able to let that guard down, Good. let those walls build away. And I was just like, okay, this is, this is it. This is what I want to do. I like came out of that, that shoot. And I was just like, this is the feeling I want. Yeah. Like fashion is here and I'm getting to capture moments of someone who you know, a lot of people look up to and she's yep. a fashion role model, you know what I mean? So yeah. it was just insane coming out of that. And so anyways, I, I kind of changed all of my style up editing this because she wanted a very film look and a very genuine, um, super grainy film look. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I can kind of like tweak around my style, but I've got to really like hone in on film. Yeah. So, um, did all of my editing. It took like all, the rest of the day, I left there at like 3 p.m. And I was in my room on the computer just all in. day, just yeah. like in it, yeah. in the game. And basically sent her the photos around like 10, maybe 9 o'clock that night. And I'd, I was so excited. I like sent through like a bunch of different folders of 
this style and this style just because I wanted to please her. I wanted to be good enough and and I wanted her to be like, yes, this is what I want. You know what I mean? I think there's another really like you say it so casually, but this mm. is a really important point to talk about. Mm. Of Like if you're doing the thing that you love, mm. what you just explained there to somebody who's not excited, they wouldn't do that. It would yeah. just be another day at the office or yeah. it would be like, cool, they asked for five hours from me. I'll do that. Right. But I love hearing you explain that because when you're excited about something, mm. that's a totally different challenge for you. It's a totally yeah. different style. And you're just like, cool, I'm going to go home mm. and spend every hour yeah. for the rest of the day, however long it yeah. takes to do this. Mm-hmm. And I just think that that's magic, right? Like that's, you know, you're doing the right thing yeah. when it's not even a question. You're that's just like, true, yeah. this. And think about that. That's that's like, that is what passion is, I guess. And right? So yeah, I was, I was so excited. I was like, yes, this is, this is great. I, you know, and I didn't expect anything of it. Like that was, I was just a BTS girl. I was just going in and yeah. getting some moments and here it is, you know, whatever. So I sent it to her assistant that night and she like personally got back to me and was just like, love these, obsessed. Sick. Um, I'm so excited, like just like was so genuinely kind back in messages. And then, um, the next, the following day, Josh and Josh Madden and Nicole, both at the same time, were like talking to me on the phone, uh, texting in a group chat. And she was laughing because my name is Jordan Knight and that's new kids on the block singer's name. Uh, yeah. So that's, Fun times. Everyone is always. I. It's like a, I literally. It's a generation I, thing. I didn't know. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. It's. I think it's a generation thing. So like my my mom's era was obsessed with New Kids on the Block. That was. Did like they the do thing. it on purpose? So they say no, but I come on. Like that was an opportunity <laughs> they took straight away. They're like, our last name's uh, like, of course, it's Jordan Knight. <laughs> so I don't know if it was on purpose or not, but it's it's been a pretty funny subject with different people and I, I literally never even, yeah. never even clicked. It's, but anyway, so they're in a yeah, group so chat. They're, in the they're group talking. Chat, they're like laughing about that. And they're like, she probably doesn't even know like what it is. And I was like, come on. Of course I know. My mom was like a huge fan. So I was like, of course. And so anyways, we kind of got on and she's, she's a really funny character. She's really like a good, great sense of humor. Very dry is like exactly what I like. Amazing. And so um, we were just back and forth. And then she was like, oh, by the way, can I like, I'm I'm about, about to drive right now. Can I call you in like five minutes? And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I guess you can call me. And so she ended up calling me and we had a really nice conversation. And she was like, so I am obsessed with what you've done. Um, like, what's your like, what's your thing? And I was just like, what are you talking about? And she's like, like, do you love what you're doing? Like, are you like set in a job where you can like have your own schedule, all this stuff and like asking me and and kind of beating around the bush about like a question. And I was just like, yeah, like I I do have my own schedule. I kind of am all over the place, whatever, whatever. And she's just like, I have a lot of House of Harlow stuff, but I, I'm like asking you about like, would you be interested in doing stuff for me that's not House of Harlow, like personal stuff? Like, you know, my, my everyday life is very different and I have different interviews and, and all these sort of things that I would love to have a photographer there, but I've never really either remembered to take photos or had someone that I felt comfortable enough to come around and, and like do the style that I want. Yeah. And so I was like, uh, (laughs) yeah, I couldn't say yes quick enough. I was like, yes, this is like, Exactly yes, what I want. Yeah. yeah. And so, and, and literally I'm not kidding you two weeks before this, I had like a epiphany where I was like, I want to find what that one thing is in photography that really keeps me going every single day, excites me, 
Um, I can make a living off of it. So something that makes money. Um, and like, what is that to me? Cause there are so many things I'm doing. I'm, you know, events, club events and. Well, I mean, shit, after you just told me your story, what <laughs> yeah. haven't you done? Yeah. You've done all of things it. All over the place. Yeah. So, and like music photography and everything. And so I remember like sitting down with a couple people and I was like, I, j- I literally drive down like Fairfax or whatever. And I see these huge billboards of fashion brands and it's literally lifestyle stuff it's just like bright outside you know it's planned shoots but it's like almost it not. feels like it organic. feels, it feels organic. natural yeah. yeah and i was like i like that's i can do that like i want to yeah. do that i someone give me a chance i'll do it and so i was like okay so that's obviously it like i love fashion and i was like also another thing that i've never really thought about but i always wanted to do is just being like a personal photographer for like a uh, high profile celebrity. Yeah. I don't know yeah. what you would call it, but just having, it's amazing. I'd move around. No, you're good. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I was like, how cool would it be to like be able to capture moments for people that you don't get to see on a normal basis. And not only that, but just like connecting with someone who doesn't get to connect with people that often. And shouts to her as mm. well, because I mean, yeah, some celebrities do it, but to be aware enough to be Mm. like, I should have somebody that I trust, somebody that I like capturing content for me, painting this picture. Like I wish as a fan of whoever I follow, I wish I saw more of that. Of course. So very woke of her, very, very smart to find a you. Like what a perfect combination. It's been, it's so, it's, it's a dream for sure. It's not a crazy, like consistent thing because she is still like a mom. She's a family person. She's very family orientated there. Um, you know, she's married to, to Joel and Joel and Benji also like manage Chase Atlantic. So it's kind of interesting how this cycle is with me and like my career, but also my, my boyfriend and my fan, like my friends, you know, everything's kind of intertwined and it wasn't before, but it wasn't like it was planned. You know what I mean? It's all been through showing actions of, you know, this is what I do. Like for Josh, it wasn't because I was dating his one of his clients, right. you know what I mean? It was like your work spoke for itself. You yeah, came and, and showed I worked an for him, you know what I mean? I think that really is an important thing to say too, mm-hmm. right? Because people can look at that and kind of try to penetrate a circle yeah. in the wrong ways and like just like date into something. Yeah. And that's not something that's all that respected and it's right. shitty, right. but that's so far from you. And I, I really respect mm. like... Yes, these things came up, but your work spoke for itself Mm. and the person that you were, right? Like, I think that's very important to differentiate and like, you know, clarify. Yeah. Well, thank you. I think think that is something because I'm not an extremely public person. Like I'm, I'm very, I I'm excited and I love love and I'll like share that kind of stuff. But for the most part, I'm not a very personal, like I don't go in depth with like my struggles and, and life in general, you know, it kind of surfaces between like, you know, my love life, but also work. And that's kind of the surface. Yeah. Um, so maybe that's like the perfect transition because Mm. I feel like we've told your story, right? Like this is what you're doing right now. You have proven that you are a professional photographer. Mm. You've made those pivots. You've found what excites you. You've tried it all. And you're in this beautiful spot where you can do the music you care about. Mm. You can do the fashion that you care about. And you're also now getting into a level of like working with Nicole and finding something that you love. Yeah. But the outside of that, mm. I think that at least with this podcast, I love telling that story, but also 
kind of the the more actionable things, but also just the current life and everything. Yeah. And two things that I wanted to talk to you about, two things that I felt you'd be very qualified to speak on mm. is like on a personal life side of things. It's very easy to look at, especially a photographer, see what you see on the internet and yeah. be like, wow, your life is perfect. Right, like, of course. All these yeah. photos are perfect. The people mm. that you're around are perfect. Yeah. You must live this great life. Yeah. But I know firsthand, like I know what it's like. I know how hard it is and yeah. I know the ups and downs. You've talked about health. You've talked a bit about like depression or not, I wouldn't yeah. say depression, but like anxiety. just anxiety. Yeah. If you're down, like tell mm. me a little bit about that and like almost in the sense of like a listener, like it's like yeah. you're chasing this path. Yeah. I mean, you of all people, like you came from a place where they literally told you that your career that you have now is not possible. Yes. Yes. You've gone against a lot of different yeah. things. How, like, what have you experienced and how do you deal with it? Mm. Yeah, that's like, to me, um, it's it goes deep. It runs very deep. I remember, like, going as far back as as being, like, a younger, like, little, like, little girl having, like, this hypochondriac syndrome and just being, like, anxious all the time. And I had a lot of separation anxiety because my grandmother, like I said, raised me. And ah. so... And when we moved out of the house, it was just like this intense separation anxiety that happened. And so I, the mental part of me has gone through a lot at a young age without really recognizing it. Yeah. So it wasn't, I mean, back then it wasn't a thing it's really. Like, yeah, like you don't think course. anything of it. It is what yeah. it is. And your parent, like my parents were like super conservative and just by the book and, and it just wasn't. It wasn't a thing. It was like, this is, you're fine. You're just freaking out a little bit. You're fine. Yep. Which it wasn't their fault either. Like that wasn't a thing back then. No. And so basically, um, I think going into like my teenage years, um, a lot of, a lot of my mental health and anxiety really arose when like my parents got a divorce and that goes through like family things. And so it's always kind of been there, yeah. but um, throwing yourself in the deep end by having your own business and and being not on a consistent schedule and like working on tour, but not knowing your next gig is just like unimaginable for someone with anxiety. You're like, what are you doing to yourself? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you need a shred of consistency and it's yes. the furthest thing from oh, what furthest. you have. Yeah, absolutely. So it was definitely a... It's been a de like a huge journey. I will say, obviously, like when I was working with Tonight Alive, I had a really good support group that were really, really on top of it when it came to any kind of mental illness, anxiety. Everything was really important to them yeah. to really treat it. A lot of meditation. Yeah. Jen was incredible, very like huge when it came to any kind of mental or even just health in general. She's yeah. very on top of it. Which and is like a great person to have in your life. Mm. Like she sets a great example yeah. for like, take care of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Yourself. Yeah. Yes. So, so that really helped me in that way. I would, I had her as my support group on my back and, and she was one of my best friends and, you know, still is, and is just like incredible. So she was able to kind of guide me through like, go, you know, meditation and just taking care of your body. Yeah. And it's, to be honest with you, um, I'm not a, like, this huge advocate, vegan, whatever, I'm not going to push it on anyone. But when I, when I was having like insane anxiety issues, I was like, it was really crippling at most times. I unknowingly switched to a vegan diet, didn't do it for that reason at all. But I will say when I was more conscious about what I was putting in my body, as far as food and, and even exercise and everything, that was like a huge 
like turnover of a leaf. Like I wow. didn't realize how much that helped me. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. I don't, I mean, you know, like, here's my thing with this, right. Is like, we're mm-hmm. not here. Like we're not, we're just sitting down on a couch, having a podcast yeah. and a discussion, right? Yeah. Like it's not our job to right. tell people how to conquer it. Yeah. But I, I love if somebody's listening to this and they mm-hmm. relate to your story, yeah. then like, this is just you. This yeah. is things in your life that you've experienced mm-hmm. and how you're dealing with them. Yeah. Yeah. And that's cool to me. Like yeah. everybody's different. Everybody's yeah. going to experience it differently and get over it differently, mm-hmm. but it's cool to have the discussion and hear from yeah. somebody like, oh, this is what she does. Yes. That's cool. Yeah. So that, that's like my, that was like my guy, like starting guide to being, getting my life like in my own hands as far as like you know, diet goes and exercise, that was, that became extremely important to me. And it became so important because I did see a difference in like my depression and anxiety changing. Like that was, that was huge for me. And I'm not saying that's, that's going to work for everyone. But for me, that was, that was a big deal. I was able to kind of get a hold on my own mental illnesses for the first time ever. And instead of like letting it freak out and then being like, it's okay. And then, you know, like pretending it didn't happen and keep going. It was a way that you could be cause not effect. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, it was, it was not ignoring it. It was, this is, I'm changing my whole like diet, my whole life, uh, for, which it wasn't for a mental illness to cause at that point, but I, it did help that so much that I was like, wow, this, yeah. this is huge cool. for me. Um, and so I think that was where it started and that became an, a thing for me that I was able to do whenever I felt like an anxiety issue was coming on. That's awesome. Um, it's awesome to have anything actionable. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And it was, you know, it, it's just some, it's not hard to, th- I would bring my running shoes on tour or, you know, in Australia, especially obviously the weather is amazing. Like everything was beautiful there. So it's easy to just throw on a pair of running shoes and go and run, you know? Yeah. Um, it was just the times that were like, I would go home and it would be raining and cold and I'd start feeling anxiety and I'm like, okay, I'll push through this and just go for a run, you know, yeah. or, or meditate or, you know, yeah. something. it was just like those hard times that pushed me into making it a routine, regardless of my circumstances around me. That's awesome. Um, on tour, you know, you go into cities, you're parked in a, a city, you know, yeah. you just make it work. You yeah. go for a run through the big buildings and, yeah. you know, do a workout in the green room, like that yeah. you just make you, it work, yeah. um, which is what helped me to tour for so long with those you know, ongoing anxiety issues. And then, um, I think it was like last two, two years ago, I went through like a pretty big, like mental breakdown because I was, I know this sounds crazy, but I'm 25. I swear I had a quarter life crisis. It was crazy. I never felt like that. It was insane. 25. I have like, what is going on? What's, what's going on with my life? And this was like, Right before, so this is in winter before warp, that warp tour of the summer, which kind of changed everything for me. So it was like, I was just like, what am I going to do? What's next? Like I'd been touring with Tonight Live for years now. And I was like, this is what I do love doing. This, this is awesome. But I, I don't know what it is. I just think there's something else that I'm like, I want to do. And eventually I did learn that that was to be here. Yeah. But at the time I didn't know that that was And it just anything. felt like a mysterious doom. Yeah. It just was like this like weight on my shoulders and I felt like something was wrong with me and I was going through like big changes with relationships in my life and I ended up like kind of starting going to like therapy. So I went to therapy oh, for wow, a couple yeah. months and was um able to be like super open with that because it's not, it's so important. People think of it as a weakness, but I know I can't believe that. Like to Mm. me, like the idea of like therapy, it's like, I'm not here to say what therapy or what you find, but just like the idea of 
Mm. Like take care of yourself. And yeah. like there, there is help. There yeah. is help. And like you I'm are able to talk it. to people yeah. and like whatever that is, whatever you yeah. find, it's important. Yeah. And it's important to be like, and important to speak to someone who isn't biased. Like right. yeah. someone who doesn't know your life. They don't know who you're with, what's going on. They're just like listening to your side of this story that kind of cool. comes out and, and you're so trusting because they don't know anyone. You know what I mean? So it's, yeah. I find that, you know, it, it's not a weakness. It's, it's one of the biggest things that I found because I went through so many weird, different experiences in my life. And I had a lot of regret, you know, just through different experiences. And through this therapist, um, she was just like, you're going through what's called shame. Your shame is basically where you, you are bad. It's this idea of you being bad, but then guilt is I've done something bad. Interesting. So there's a difference between being shameful of yourself and thinking you're a terrible person to being guilty and uh, knowing that what you've done is bad. Right. There's, like there's the difference of the core of your being is yes. bad. And you're like, fuck, I don't want to be bad exactly, versus yeah. like I have fucked up yes, and that is my yeah. bad. Yeah. And if you're able to recognize that nine times out of 10, you're guilty. And that's, that's important. That's actually a really cool, like I've never heard anybody explain it like that, mm. but I completely understand that yeah. because if you have a good heart and then yes. you start painting a picture that you're this bad person, yeah. like that'll fuck you up. Absolutely. Where like we all make mistakes, we've all done things wrong, yes. but to, t- to look at that differently yeah. and to shift that perspective, that's really cool. To Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, fuck. of course. I, I, I went through that and I was like mind blowing. I was like, you're right. Like I, I'm being shameful and I, that's not me. I, I know I wasn't this bad person. I just was so guilty on certain things and I wasn't able to have an outlet to talk about that except yeah. for through this therapist. Yeah. Like we, I had great relationships and good friendships and I was just always this person who wanted to hide all those guilt feelings and all those like I just want to be like a good, yeah. I, mean, I just want to be easygoing and yeah. like, I don't want to bring someone down and thinking about all these things that I feel so badly about in my past. And, right. um, and, and I was with people that couldn't really relate to that. Like, yeah, and that makes sometimes. it hard too, yeah. you know, um, I grew up so differently than the people I was around and yeah. my family was so different than a lot of my relationships with their families. And it just was so different that I felt like I wasn't able to fully share that, which isn't their fault. It's just no. how it happened. But you know? it's, it's props to you. I, I really like that you were able to find that, realize that and start internally, mm-hmm. like working on yourself and not, yeah. not being the victim, but taking action and doing something yeah. and finding these, I think is a really important thing to talk about. Yes. Which is awesome. And we all make mistakes. Like there is no one on this earth can say they're perfect. Like that's just it. You can't. And unfortunately, social media these days can really point out some terrible mistakes that people do and make them feel terrible for what they've done. Yeah. And um, not like giving any kind of excuse to like saying that it's okay, whatever that person's done, you know, whatever. It's just like everyone's going through something and- because social media is so surface and you think you know someone well and you think that their life is great and you don't know those deeper issues, you see something bad happen, a little, like a mistake they've made or a decision they've made or what they've said. And it's just like the end of the world. Yeah. And it's like, you really don't know what that person has gone through. And a lot of times because my life is a lot more private and I am surfaced with what I put out there. And I, and unfortunately I think it, it does paint a picture of like, my life's good and whatever. And that's more so because I don't like to be super public. Yeah. Um, that's where when I went to therapy, I was able to like unleash it all because I was like, this is, this is it. Like I have so much to tell you right now. Like, yeah. Get ready. Cause I'm about to unleash everything. And, and I went to therapy for like two days 
every week for two months and right before Warped Tour. And I finally like it, what it, the interesting thing was is I went to therapy for one reason and it wasn't even near to what we finished on. Like right. I went out of it and I was like, this is actually a healing on me. And like, cause I felt guilty about a lot of things that had happened and I just thought I was a terrible person, but it, then it transitioned into me being able to talk about my family and talk about, you know, the, the, the bad experiences I've had in life that I haven't been able to just talk about. And then yeah. and I went into warp Tour and I was able to have a good mindset going into it because I was able to use the books that she gave me, my therapist and the, um, the, the apps, like the mindful app, like, yeah. you know, the my meditation apps and stuff like that. That's um, cool. Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, like, again, like, I just think that's cool. Like I, I appreciate you being so real about it and talking mm. about it because I think it's really important to you just own that and yeah. to set that example and like break that idea that everything is so perfect yeah. the social media thing because that'll fuck people up absolutely especially in the creative side yeah. of things so that's cool yeah, yeah. the other thing which yeah. is such a pivot of yeah. a, a thing to talk about but mm. the other thing that i i was so eager to talk to you about yes. specifically on the podcast is out of all photographers mm. what i respect the most about you is you have really defined an editing style. Mm -hmm. And like, I'm not just saying this to gas you up. <laughs> like it is one of my personal favorites. Thank you. And I feel like your whites are very white and mm -hmm. your blacks are very black yes. and things just look so clean. Yet there's like a little bit of a grit grain yeah. and like your colors, like it just feels defined. Thank if anybody's you. listening, obviously go look at your work and see it. Mm -hmm. But in the broader picture, mm. I just feel like as an artist, you've really defined a vision. Yeah. And I don't, I think that that's hard to do. Yeah. Then you were just telling me where you felt like you had that figured out. Yeah. You had to go and challenge yourself to completely redefine it yeah. for a new client. Yeah. So if somebody who is a creative, maybe mm. even specifically a photographer, is listening to this, how do you find your thing? How do you perfect that? Mm. So kind of going back, um, my style really developed in wedding photography. So I, I don't know what it was. It was just, it was natural to me. I, I saw what I liked. I knew that I liked bright. I knew that I liked contrast. I knew that when I saw something and felt like happiness and like sunshine in me as stupid as that might sound. Um, it just made, that was like, this is what I want my photos to look like. Yes. And so to me, it was a more natural thing. It wasn't what people were trending. It wasn't what everyone, you know, it wasn't what like with the style that was in, you know what I mean? It was more so go with your gut feeling of what you like to see and bring that in and tweak it to your own style. But like, for me, I, I am obsessed and I was always obsessed with India Earl. She's a wedding photographer. Um, literally go look at her style and you'll see me in it because really? I love it so much. I just like, that was what I wanted my photos to like feel like. I wanted it to feel bright. I wanted it to feel like a moment. You know what I mean? And so, and, and, and don't get me wrong. I've always had a thing for film as well. I do edit, like my style is like you said, it's a very bright, contrasty, bit of grainy um, moment feeling. Um, that's for a lot of my clients. That's what they hire me for. Yeah. But for fun, I still like to shoot film. I don't 
I'm not an ex- expert or anything, but I do love the feeling of what film gives you. Yeah. You're able to have that moment and it feels like you're a fly on the wall, you know? Yeah, and yeah. it's just like a, like, it's a hobby for me. I, was, I always had a little point and shoot, like a little Canon, some kind of film camera with me at all times yeah. just to capture like two moments. And then later I'll develop my film and I'll get so excited. Yeah. Cause I'm like, this wasn't even like, it I didn't need so to do that. It feels so honest too, right? Like yeah. you, there is no editing. It's exactly. just like, oh, this That's is it. it. Yeah. yeah. So I do have that editing style where sometimes I'll make it look extremely filmy, but with Nicole, that was a, an, a I had to, it was a requirement. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I had to make it look filmy. So it was fun doing it because I already like that style. Um, so I just tweaked it to like my own warmth. Because yeah. I that's my thing is warm. I like that style. I like yeah. to look at a photo and feel like warm and fuzzy. You know yeah. what I mean? So and and not anything wrong with any other style because I can truly appreciate a beautiful, cool toned photo. Well, it just wasn't that I, was one I style, you know, my style. I so. think you answered that question though, of yeah. like the technique itself is like mm. probably going on Lightroom and spending hours yeah. moving every slider, yeah. right? And like yeah. there's a billion YouTube videos for that. Yes. But the the core is you followed what you wanted, yes. right? Like you weren't trying to say, like you yeah. had inspiration, yes. yeah. but you weren't just trying to be everything else. Right. You had a feeling, you had a vision, you knew what made you feel good. Yes. And it was just the the path the of finding mm. that and yeah. figuring out how it's to execute gut, that. Yeah, that gut feeling that you know. I remember one of the first times I edited a photo of Jen and it was outside and I had like natural light flares coming in and I like edited it to the exact way I wanted it to. And that was probably one of the defining moments of, of my style. And I just remember being like, this is a feeling I want to have when I look at my photos. And it Damn. was like that gut feeling. You had like a specific photo that changed mm. the game for you. Yeah. I mean. That's sick. It just, I just remember looking at it and I was like, this is great. I'll have to like send it to you maybe or something. Oh yeah. So, that would be awesome. Yeah. I just, I feel like those, it was like that warp tour 2016 and there was just like we we're outside performing on the, one of the you know, main stage or whatever and it was just like perfect lighting and i was like not only did the sun kind of just give me my style pretty much but i <laughs> felt it like then when i remember taking it too and being like this is great so i i think as far as like style goes and and trying to make your own style when you're editing it definitely needs to be natural um because Everyone can kind of give presets and that's great. And that is nice to follow through with your, your people that really like move you and, and their yeah. style, you love their style and that's great. It's a great it's, foundation. Yeah. To start. It's a hundred percent great foundation. And, and I think that is important to have, um, people that you, you value their work and you want to not necessarily be exactly like them, but that's who you look up to. And that's great. I think that's extremely important. You should always have a list of people that you're like, this is great. Like, I love looking at theirs and it's inspiring. Yeah. But um, as far as that goes, tweak it to your own, like make it feel like it's yours because then later you may not have those presets or, you know, whatever you, you know what you like, you yeah. you know how to make it what is yours. Don't rely on it. Right? Yeah. Like, don't rely on. Know the, the definition beginning. of yourself. Like you can define yes. it. You can do it again. You could replicate yes. it. If yes, you, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So I think gut feeling being natural. And then as far as like editing for me, I, I'm always on, I'm just on Lightroom. That's like my thing. I don't do, I'm, I'm not a professional when it comes to Photoshop. I'll do it. It's not my favorite. I just like having those moments and I like the flaws. I like the flaw part of, 
you know, I don't want to make someone's face look insanely perfect. And I don't like that is there's a there's a time for that. Yeah, absolutely. There's a time for that. And I know that I'm not, I'm just not in that world. Right. Like that's not required of me. To well, that's make. a cool thing to define too, right? Mm. Like you could have chased that path. Yeah. If that was what you were passionate about, yeah, you would have learned it. Yeah. But you've kind of learned yourself enough to know like mm. my style, what I'm excited to work with yes. isn't that. Yeah. So and I'm I like live over here with yeah. this. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And it's just like, like I said, going back to that gut feeling of what you love. And um, it's the same for any creative. I think it doesn't have to do with just photography, like people in music. You, you go with that gut feeling of what you like and then the passion and the love comes out of it, whatever it is, you know what I mean? So that's that's like art, period. That's what your your craft is. And if you love it and you're passionate about it, it'll show through what you're doing. So that's pretty much what that world is for I, me. You just said that so well. That's so <laughs> cool. I love that. That's true though. It's yeah. true. I mean, you see, you can tell when somebody's not passionate about something. You yeah. just, it just looks like, uh, and it's kind of easy to move on from it. But yeah. when you hear something that's just like, or hear or see something that's just like, there's so much love behind that or right. whatever, you know it as soon as you see it. Um, yeah. And don't get me wrong. There are in every single job you have, you're going to have stuff that you're not passionate about. You kind of have to push through that kind of stuff. And there's there's times to step back from stuff and think, okay, what am I doing? How, why am I doing this? And then maybe even put your mindset of, you know, if you're working for someone that you, it's not super exciting and the work isn't exciting to you, just know that it's your work and you're being shown like through this. So even if it isn't super exciting, you do it, you make it happen and you move on from it. And that's fine too. It's not, it's okay to not have everything perfect and passionate yeah. all the time. Yeah. So I think those two, like you can kind of almost make it a game or like a challenge yeah. to yourself where you're like, okay, mm. I know this isn't it, yeah. but let's make the best of it. Yes. Let's see what we can do. Here yeah. are our parameters. Here are like the limits that we have. Yeah. What's the best I can do here? And then you're yes. done. And that's going to happen at the beginning of careers anyways. You're going to have so much work that you don't want to do to get to where you want to be. And that's just it, period. That's a job to build clientele, to build genuine, not necessarily like people who who are are inspired by you is you've got to work for it. There's a ladder. There's still even in creative industries, even though it's your business alone, you still have a ladder to build up to and work hard to, to earn. Yeah. Um, so. well, what I, I think like as I'm thinking about all of it, the mm. two things that stand out that I think you've done such a good job putting together is the authenticity mm. along with the hard work, right? Yes. Like you did those behind the scenes shots yeah. for Nicole mm-hmm. and that was your off day and it was just yes. this whim thing. You go, you do it. You don't yeah. know what that's going to be, but you yeah. push yourself and you know you're going to go work hard. Yeah. You follow your authenticity. You know what you like to shoot. You know like you're what you're going for. Yeah. But then you went home and edited for hours. Yeah. So I think like that's something that I really love is now you're being hired for your authenticity, mm. for your look, for your vision. Yeah. But you've matched that with hard work. Yes. You yeah. have that because of the hard work. And it's a really yeah. cool combo to see come together. Mm. Yeah. But I think you put that really well of how you get both and how you have to differentiate, but also do both and not be above yes. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You you you're gonna put be put down in certain ways, and it's the real world. You're gonna have times where you're not gonna want to do anything, and it's still a job, and you got to make a living. So you just step back, like I said, and and you put your mindset in the right place, and you think, well, okay, this is someone else who is expecting from me what 
I do on a normal basis. So you make it work and you know, you're, you can be excited about like the next thing, you know, there's always going to be things. If you're working hard, there's always going to be something. And if you're doing what you love to do, then I mean, there's not much to complain about when you have to do a silly little job that you're not obsessed with, you know, like the little things come and go, but you're, you're still doing what you love, you know, church right there. I love that. Yeah. Damn. (laughs) I feel like we did the thing. You you just, you just dropped a lot right there. Yes. yes. Did I miss anything? I feel like we just spoke about my whole life, but yeah, I think, I think we went over everything, but I do, I do actually want to like go over a little bit of more of when I first moved to LA and like, please. Yeah. 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 What helped me? Like, I feel like, I feel like my, um, the, like with the band, with the Chase Atlantic band and, and Mitchell, and it is a personal part of my life, um, and, and dating Mitchell and everything, but I do have such a huge, like gratefulness for them as well. Like they not only like helped me have the, like, I'm way more confident now with what I do, um, than before with them, because not only have they like carried me to like connecting with certain people that I would never have connected to, which yeah. is also, I, I don't want to, I, I do want to separate. I did work hard for it and I do have my own style, but there are people in your life that you can be super grateful for that believed in you and, and pushed you to do certain things. Yeah. And I definitely find myself, like I would have never got a lot of the opportunities if it weren't for the connection. Like they followed yeah. through, I, they did the connecting part and then I followed through with my work. Very so it was a two-step thing that I feel like I have so much like love for them. Period, and they're they're my fa- I love this is my family now. Like that's who I am. You know, that's my life is is with them as well. Like that's my personal life as well. But also being in this professional world, yeah. I have so like I don't know. I, I see their love for what they do and and the love that they have for the the music they make and their in their style, everything, their vision. Yeah. And I get to be excited because I it pushes me to be better in every sense. Well, you know what I mean? I mean, I think something that I see there is mm-hmm. like you were at a spot where you're saying like shit was bad. Like yeah. you come home, you're in Atlanta, you yeah. know you want to move to LA, but like things were not the way you thought they would yes. be. Yeah. It was really rough. Yes. You had a leap of faith moment yeah. where you knew you had Dickies, but that was about all. Yeah. And yeah. LA is expensive. It's not like yeah. one Dickies campaign is going to be like, well, fuck it. I can pay rent exactly, for a year. Exactly, yeah. But you make that jump. Mm. And in that, you then, like, you have this community and mm. you have Chase yeah. and Mitchell. Yeah. And that is amazing to mm. have that support and that yes. inspiration and, like, uh, the leap of faith paid off, yes. right? Yeah. And now here you are with mm. your family and like, yeah, that's so important. It's so good and if, if, amazing. If you're not empowered by the people around you, yes. it's really hard. Yes. Yeah. So I that's, found that, that is a really important piece to yes. touch on. And like, you didn't know that it was going to maybe happen exactly yeah, how it did, but here you are and it's life changing. Yeah. And you make the most out of every experience you go through and like I said, I, I did go through a period where regret was a really big part of my life and it was changed. It, it changed a lot of who I was and it didn't let me or allow me to be confident or, um, empowered or anything. It really did hold me back. Um, so being able to move to LA and put myself in a position where I'm alone, I'm living on my own, paying rent, 
I'm big girl now. You know what I mean? Yeah. I have to do what I have to do as an adult, an adult. Um, but to also be able to do that, but also live like a, my soul is like a child again and just be able to be so happy in what I'm doing, who I'm with. Um, I feel like genuinely this is where I was, it's, it's where it's meant to be. Regardless of however it got me there, this is like the feeling that I was yearning for as like a kid. And there are plenty of times where I felt that way throughout my life. Um, but I don't know something that you just feel it's different. It feels like this is, this is important. No matter what happens around me, I'm still exactly where I want to be and independent. That's another thing. I wanted to be independent. I wanted to be, yeah. I wanted to be here. And regardless of whatever, whoever was in my life, I wanted to be able to set a, a business for myself that had nothing to do with personal life. Yeah. And that's what I've done here. And I love that so much because now I can also have this beautiful personal life with love and relationships and, and family, but also have this business that people can be involved in as yeah. well and be like inspired by the people around me. And, and, you know, it's so great. You guys live two minutes from us. Like yeah. it's insane. The community that is around us. And even if we don't all see each other all the time, it's nice just knowing you have like someone around. I have so two close. things to say there where like yeah. one, like I broke my leg, what, three, four months ago. Yeah. Oh, gosh. And I almost like, it was a moment where I was like, I could move back to Florida. Yeah. And it almost felt like that was the sign. Yeah. And I didn't because of what you just explained. Yeah. There was something there where I was like, I want to be around my people yeah. and that spark and that energy. Yeah. So I completely understand. And yes. I think you just said that so well. Mm. The other thing is I'm so happy that we're doing this podcast right now because what you just yeah. explained is such like you had the grit mm. to keep going. Mm. Like people could have stopped. You had yes. the times yeah. of uncertainty but you just explained it. Like it's here. Yeah. It's the ideal thing is here. And you feel yeah. that like mm. that young, youthful, like yeah. this is it. Yeah. And I'm so happy. Like so many people become jaded. So many people have failures and all that. Yeah. But you are proof that you just kept going and you defined it. So that's so cool to capture that moment yeah. right now and to tell that story, right? Yeah, like, it's true. That's I live true. For I that. didn't think about that. That's like life is really good right now and it is nice. And by all means, I know I'll have so much more to go through. So totally. many experiences. I'm 27. I understand yeah. I'm not, you know, I when I was 21, I was like, oh, I'm 27. I'm going to be married with kids and a house and whatever. Life changes constantly. Yeah. I understand there's going to be some like trials and tribulations. And I understand that. And I know that that's a part of life, yep. but it's nice to sit there in the times like these where it's like bliss. And you're like, yeah. this is what I, this is why I'm doing what I'm doing. The experiences I've gone through only brought me to this beautiful, better place. And what another experience is going to come, I can think about what I've gone through to get and, and it only gets, yeah. it can only get better when you're that low. I, yeah. Um, and like just to so. appreciate these moments yes, and to, yeah. to take that second to be like, there's more to come. Yeah. But like, this here's, here's great. a win. Let's yeah, take the W. Exactly. Of course. And yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very impressed with like me not failing and just being yeah. like, no, you know what I mean? Cause it's easy to, and, and not any kind of like pat on the back for me, but anyone no, in this like, industry, like, it's a pat on the back for everyone who's doing it because you, it's true. You never see those deep, dark times. And it is getting better. The social media side of things is 
turning into a point to where you can talk about it. It's, it's a platform now to where it's getting better, but it's still hard. It's still like a surface level thing. So yeah, I, I don't know if this applies to anyone who's listening, but I mean, life is not always like what it looks like on the outside. Almost always it, it's the opposite. Yeah. And, and everyone goes through, especially with social media these days, you know, all types of mental illnesses. And unfortunately we're feeding into it. And, and I think it's important that regardless of whatever's happening in your life, you make that the most important thing. You talk about it, you get out there because geez, we see so many terrible things happen these days when people ignore yeah. their, the illnesses that are, you know, are going through their yeah. heads, you know, especially, and you know, like let you be proof that you did deal with it. You did mm. talk about it and you yeah. did take action, actual real action. Yes. And yeah. now we have this little moment where you're like, yeah. yo, shit's rad. Yeah, cool. exactly. A lot of bliss right now. So love that. Thank you. There you have it. Jordan's story. If you liked it, you know what I always ask. Share it on social media. Tell a friend. I can't thank you enough. The reason this podcast has grown, the reason I've been able to interview all these people is because you guys are sharing it and you are rating it and it's growing and that's completely organic and that means the world to me. So keep it up. I'm Andrew underscore FTW and she is at Jordan Kelsey Knight. If you want to tag us on Instagram stories, anything like that, that's really it. Thank you for listening. I'll be back next week with another episode.